Hey, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of The Overlay, a poker podcast, a uh, podcast about poker. I'm Ken, your host. I guess that leaves uh, me, Brandon, the co-host. Mm, are you a co-host, though? Or are you I mean, like, kind of. I mean, it, like, I'm I'm um, Johnny Carson. I knew you were going to say that. You're I thought the, you were going to say, uh, like, Dave Letterman. I didn't know you Yeah, I'm Johnny older, Carson. so I like Johnny Carson. Jenny Carson was like the best late night show host by far. And then that makes me just the guest every time. Yeah, you're Ed McMahon. You're like the publisher sweepstakes guy. You had a great career after the fact. So you're fine. That's fine. You know, I did have somebody come up to Oakland that I've never seen before. Uh I was talking to Aaron at the bank and he's like, Oh, I I know that voice. You're you're the other guy on the podcast, huh? Nice. Yeah, people are always always surprised. They're like, Who's branded? I was like, you guys know who Brandon is. Like, if you come to the events, you know who he is. You just didn't put two and two together. You know, I like that. When I used to work the bank, I, like, everybody knew me by name. And mm-hmm. now I kind of just hide in the back. And it's kind of nice where yeah, yeah, upgrade. I know everybody, but they don't know me. It's mm, like, it's great. It's like Batman. I have the advantage. Yeah, it's like Batman. Exactly. Exactly like Batman. Uh-huh. So I'm basically, I'm robbing on the podcast, but Batman at the events. Uh, True. I'll give you that truth. Okay, sweet. Clap I'll give you that one. There. That's okay. pretty good. It's pretty good. What are we uh, going to talk about? Uh, today, we're going to hit up um, maybe a controversial subject. I think it's something Not, that we wanted to talk about. Controversial. Well, it's it's just that so polarizing. many people... Polarizing. It's polarizing. Yeah, okay, better word. I, I like the idea of... All right, so we're going to talk about last outs and last longers. We're going to talk about the differences between them, what actually qualifies as a last out, last longer, why you should pros and cons, right? We're, there are some cons. We'll do some pros and cons lists. Brandon and I's personal experience with them, and ultimately, I think we endorse the idea of last outs. Um, but you do have to have some some precautions in in place, right? Yes. Um, so let's just start out simply. What is a last out? Is, is there a difference between last out and last longer? I, it's I, nice that you ask me these questions. I, I know that like there I just is, know the answer. Right, like I'm just supposed to throw it out there, and then you're supposed to tell right. us. Right, right. I, I, you're like setting me up, and I got it all hit a home run. It's like the home run derby. You're uh-huh. just throwing pitches right down the middle. In there. Yeah. You just got to swing. Yeah. Um, yes, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, that difference being a last out. Uh, this is obviously talking about re-entry tournaments. If the tournament is a shootout or a freeze-out, then there is no difference, right? Quick quick stop and the- play here. TV timeout. TV Pod- timeout? Podcast timeout. Okay. Do they call it shootouts anymore? I don't think that they do, right? Like shootouts so, shootouts is a little bit different. I guess it's I like misspoke. a shootout is like it's two sitting, it's all sitting goes, right? You gotta win your table, then all the winners play. I didn't mean shootout, I meant freeze out. You meant freeze out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is why I instantly corrected myself. But yeah, thank you for, for sure. Letting yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. know. Okay, untime out. Back okay, to last sweet. outs. So assuming that there's re-entries and rebuys in the tournament, um a last out if you are eliminated from the tournament. And you went back into the last outs, you need to repurchase them. So you go up, you buy your seat. In addition to buying your seat, you have to get back into the last outs. Right. Because the last out is a one and done, meaning you're only paying for the last out if you manage to be the last man or woman standing in the tournament that's left on, on that bullet in the last outs. Now, it's funny because sometimes with last outs, I don't want to get too far into it until we kind of describe what exactly both are, but there's times when like first place money is not as much as what the last outs are, or it really, it kind of gets, 
notable at the end there because you're trying to figure out who's left and who's well, not. And yeah, the it's thing like about a tournament inside of no a tournament structure, right? It's winner take all. Correct. So that's why. I mean, if there's 30 people in a hundred dollar last out, I mean, that's three thousand for whoever's last mm-hmm. standing and zero dollars for the second to last standing, which is why chops happen a lot. But like, it's because there's no payout structure. That's why the last outs really juice it up if you, you know, excel in that particular tournament. All right, so, so last out is where you play the $20 early bird tournament, both of which happen at CCG and Paramount, so this applies to both. They don't do last outs or last longers in Paramount yet, but it is something I'd like them to start implementing, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But last out, as it pertains to the early bird tournament, is you pay for your $20 seat, and then they'll say, oh, do you want to get in the last outs? I do. Uh, what do you got going? 5, 10, 20. That's pretty standard for the bird, right? Yep. And you can get in one of the last outs, all of the last outs, one or two of the. You can get in the five and the ten. You could do ten twenty. You could just get in the twenty. You could just get in the five. You can get in the five and the twenty, which would be weird, but that's fine. You could do that as right, well. You just basically just hit all the combinations. Yep. I tried to, yeah, I tried to make sure I got all of them, but that's all of them. But now the problem is, let's say you get into all of them, right? So you pay your twenty dollars seat, and then you do the five dollar add on. And then you do the five, the ten, and the twenty dollar last outs. So now you're up for thirty five dollars uh-huh. on that end. And then you brick, you get aces, and you get busted by some mop who plays ace queen, and then four flushes you after you got it all in pre flop. And he says, "Oh, I'm drawn dead." And I go, "No, that's not true." And then two diamonds on the board turns a diamond, rivers a diamond, and then the other guy at the table when we're playing four handed in Elgin, he goes, "Oh man, I folded two diamonds," and then pulls his two <laughs> cards out of the muck and shows that he's got diamonds as well. So it was like. <laughs> total kick in the nuts that I got third in the hand out of four fucking people with aces. And I got it all in preflop. It was great. I'm not bitter at all. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're bitter. Right. That, so that's that, no if that was a story. tournament, that was a tournament, and I did that, what happens because it's a last out? If I want to go back out, and buy you, another seat. You go back up to the bank, and now you're eliminated from everything. Mm-hmm. And you have to rebuy your $25 seat, and then you are still not in the 5, 10, and 20. So you'd have to re enter those 5, Correct. 10, and 20. And I, so, it's not like you're in, in until, yeah, if, if you brick, that's it. that's it, you're out. You got to go back and get another seat, and then you got to re up to get back into the last outs, which is funny because I heard Liam say, shout out to little Liam. He's like a little senator now. He wears like suits and stuff to CCG. It's great. He's basically a poker ambassador. He is. He's the ambassador of poker from CCG. So, like, if he goes to other places to play, like, he's the guy I want as the ambassador of CCG. It's great. But anyways. Like also, I need, I need to tell this little side story. Hold on. I got to my Liam story, and then you can jump okay, in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead so, go Liam ahead. is in the $100 last out of the Deep Stack in Warrenville, which has 12 people in it, 10 or 12 people in it, and he is in for five of those bullets. Five of those 12 people is Liam. He was like, yeah, basically got to win the last out to break even. Because, <laughs> again, when you get knocked out of the tournament, if you get back in, which is great, you got to either get back in the last outs or don't. And it's one of those things you got to do before you start. You can't play and decide after you play a few hands. Like It's one of those things you do before the start of the tournament or before you actually sit down to play your tournament. Yeah. What was your yep. story you were going to tell? Uh, my little Liam story was, um, he's just such a poker ambassador. There was one time end of the night CCG, a brand new player, um, put chips in his pockets while moving over to the final table, nice. the deep stack. Huge no-no. And, 
Um, we, you know, we took those chips out of play and I was like, sorry, man, he was really cool about it. And then just started shoving every hand. He was kind of tilted. Right. Obviously he puts his five K's and one K's in his pocket right. and carries over his 100 and 500 chips Oof. like a smart man. So anyways, and Liam just took it so personal and hard on him. So he was, like, so was like, I've been running around on this tournament all day. He's like, how could I not have told him not to put those in his pocket? Like he was like upset for the guy that right. he did. He was more upset he, like, than the other guy. Yeah. He was. He's like, I can't believe I didn't tell him that. Like, I'm sorry, man. And the guy's like, no, really, man. I don't really even know you. It's okay. Dude. Yeah. Well, you don't need to feel bad. He's like, but I do. I feel bad. All right. So that's last outs. That's pretty standard. Um, it's something that happens at a lot of poker tournaments. Um, we'll get into that after we do the kind of last longer. What is it? So you got last yeah. out, and then they also call it a last longer. By definition, last longer means... Um, you're lasting longer. You, 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 you jump in here. I, I don't really know. Ooh, that um, was my eBay I mean, notification. Oh, come on, ooh, eBay. Something sell? Yeah. Sweet. Putter cover. Hopefully it was enough. Anyway, right, so on the podcast longer, too. you're in there. You're, you pay your one-time fee. It's, it's like one an and done. addition to one and done. And whether you fire 12 bullets, one bullet, 19 bullets, two bullets, you are in on those last stops. So it's cheaper which I guess if we're getting right into the pros and cons, I don't, we don't really need to beat this like a dead horse. You're in there. You're in there. So you buy your $100 seat. You get in the 10, 20, 50. You're in for 180. It's a last even out, you except you you can fire as many bullets in the tournament and continue to stay in the last longer. Now, typically, yes. we don't do any last longers unless it's a multi-day tournament, meaning there's several flights because it's too hard to track and it's easier that way just to do it. Plus, I think it entices players to play more, which we'll talk about when we do the pros and cons ideas. Yep. But it's yep. basically a last out, except... It, Play gate that to the bird, the exact story we just told. My aces get cracked. I go back and buy another seat in the early bird, go back and sit down. If it was a last longer, I wouldn't have to get back in. I've, I'm in until the tournament's over. Yep. So if I enter to the tournament five times and Brandon only enters the tournament once, we're each paying the same amount for last out money or last longer money, depending on which one you're doing. Correct. So it's pretty cool. I, I voting yes or no if people ask about last outs or last longers and no matter where you are do you ever do you always say yes do you always say no does it depend on the situation oh uh, i'm usually in yeah yeah i'm, I'm usually, usually in too what well, the the main reason to get in a last out which is the most common um because then it's like a one and done um last outs are great because they're unraked and it's just added money to the prize pool and it's like a tournament inside a tournament because if you're playing at WSOP and there's 600 people in the tournament and you got like your 20 or 30 person like last out, it's pretty cool because it, you again, could not even cash the tournament. You could not even cash the tournament and still win money. Win the last yep, which is great. And that happens all the time at CCG in like the 120, the $120 deep stack. I mean, if we get a $100 or $200 last out, sometimes it's four guys. Right, and then you know by you know an hour after break, which is nine thirty, and the tournament started at six thirty, there might only be one of those guys standing, and they get the eight hundred. I mean, they're already right. they're they profited seven hundred right there off that last out, correct? And they ain't even close to the money. No, the money's two hours away, right? Which so I mean, some guys prefer the big buy-in, small field type last outs, like the five hundred last out where there's three guys in it. It's like, well, I can pocket a quick thousand here if I just beat these two guys. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. 
So, I mean, I obviously, if we're just kidding, I prefer the last outs a lot more than the last longers just because it, it punishes the people that want to buy in 12 times. And if you're going to buy in 12 times and go loosey-goosey Jordan style until you get a chip lead stack, mm-hmm. then you should be paying for it. Right. You should be paying extra. Uh, you should be paying for each one of those seats. You're re-upping it. Like, like Liam, he paid five times and now he's in for five of the 1200. Well, you did that to yourself. Right. But, and, and, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not unfair in the last longer, but like, if you are only going to fire one or two bullets, you much prefer a last out Correct. compared to the guys that are like, oh, I'm here for 11 bullets. I don't really give a crap. I'm just going to go until I have the right. chip leader. I run out of times to buy in. Well, then you're going to prefer a last longer. And those numbers depend on, I mean, it's always relative, right? Like some guys like, oh, early bird, I'll buy five seats too. But the deep stack, I'm only going to buy one seat in two. It's the same price. It's just, it's different, different thought process. And again, I I, I agree. It's hard to want to do a last longer where you're in for one and you can fire as many bullets as you want in the tournament and still be in that last longer envelope. You know, for a guy that's playing, like, if I'm going to play, like, a $1,000 tournament, you know, like a MSPT or something, right, it's an $1,100 buy-in, I'm not going to fire three or four bullets. It's, like, a one-time deal, and that's it. I Maybe can't, twice if you get two would be really if I got on. Exactly. But I don't plan on getting in multiple times. So, at that point, I would much prefer play a last out. Negatives, though negatives of the last out versus the last longer if you're playing somewhere where somebody's not monitoring who's buying in and who's not it can sometimes be a little tougher to you run the risk right, of not like, not right, knowing 100 bullet right. or we don't know how many bullets he's on because right. he keeps firing he's is he still in the last out did he pay for all six of those did right. he only pay for four of them right did he get carried over really quickly like right. that's yeah that is definitely the big negative of a last right. out is the monitoring side, which is why, you know, some places are better than other places to do last outset. Right. So that's I'll, why I'll, sometimes I'll the last longer is not a terrible idea because you don't have to worry about how many times you go in. So, you know, tit for tat, there's good things and bad things about both sides of the coin. Um, I just would say most people want to play the last out and you just kind of hope for the best. Um, right. Or you just, you go to a place like CCG where you know it's going to be monitored right. well and, you know, they're everybody's double checking and you know it's very transparent and it's up on a board and everybody can see it and so also it's gonna a, be it's gonna be a, yeah. a smaller field and it's people that you know a little bit more, right? Even a new guy, yeah. it's just it's a, it's it you're trying to monitor thirty people versus going into the WSOP where there's six to seven hundred people. That's a hell of a lot harder to I mean, you know that that um that Colossus that Ben Keyline won, they mm-hmm. had a thousand dollar last out with like a thousand people in it. Jesus. See, like that. And it's only a five hundred it's only a five hundred dollar buy-in. Wow. Wow. So that was pretty crazy. That's huge, yeah. That's like the ultimate side bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. And of course, like it was like three people at the final table. So like you basically had to win the tournament to win the last out. But it's like it's pretty gross that you know that they can organize something that big and it was with spreadsheets and everybody had to report their table number and and if they rebought the next day they had to you know everything was like double triple checked like i hope the organizer took five percent for himself or somebody tipped him when he paid out a hundred thousand that he collected a thousand dollars from a thousand guys i think that mess right and did all that work because that's the other problem it's all fine and dandy when it's like all right we're all in the tournament and we all expect to make it to the final table and win the thing 
But like, what if you get busted and you're like the guy holding the money? Like, that's yeah, a huge that a job. Dollars? What's a thousand times a thousand? I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to do that math. Well, a, well, thousand, a thousand times a hundred is a hundred thousand. So, a million. Th- it's yeah. A million. How do you, yeah. That might be the threshold of my comfort level to give some random guy a million dollars. I think it might have actually, it, now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been a $500 last time. But still, it's 500000 Like, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Crazy. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. But now, if but we're going to get, if we're just going, yeah, it is pretty crazy. But now, if we're just going to go in pros and cons, I mean, if you're going to look at this from like a rake standpoint, like it's amazing. Like, obviously, you're going to tip the guy at the end that does the, does the job and holds the money right. and organizes it. And sure. But like, that's just, that's a tip. You don't count that as rake. I mean, you can all, you can walk into, you can walk into CCG, play $120 buying, which is $100 of the prize pool, $20 in rake. And now you're getting juiced one, you're getting juiced one sixth. But now you buy into the 100, the 50, the 20, and the 10. That's another 180. Now it's a 280 plus 20. Now you're getting raked 115. I don't know what that That's like 6 or 7% or something like that. So, you know, you cut your rake way down if you're cost averaging. And like all of a sudden, For you know, sure. a, a 280 plus 20 sounds like a value town USA. I want to play that tournament every day. Every day. That's like a uh, full tilt type rake, you know? Like the old days yeah. when you're playing on the internet. Oh yeah, when you're just yeah. oh absolutely. You seem to be slightly confused when I said full tilt, but you played no, full tilt. No, I, I I knew what you were saying. Right. Yeah, how, I mean that's how can that... you tell that if I'm confused. I'm 70 miles away from you talking <laughs> over the cell phone. Um, that is, I think, a huge benefit is the fact that you're putting extra money into the prize pool, and none of it is getting taken by the casino, by the charity, by whatever the case. Like that's amazing. Again, if you're planning on getting in all of those last outs, like the cost average is phenomenal. And it's a slightly smaller price pool. It's a subsect of the tournament, which means you don't even have to beat the entire tournament to win money. I mean, if there's, you know, on an average, what, 40 person deep stack at CCG, you're probably going to get maybe top, top eight to 10 players play the hundred, right? Yeah. So now you I would say about yeah, I would say about ten in the hundred and probably about those same ten in the fifty. Because usually the people that do the hundred also do the fifty. Correct. Which if we can talk about my pet peeves, I cannot uh, I shouldn't say I couldn't stand. I never get the logic in the guy that's just like whips out a fifty and is like, just put me in the fifty. I'm like, bro, there's four guys in the fifty, there's sixteen guys in the twenty and forty guys in the ten. Like, why are you not just putting that fifty towards the twenty and ten? And I get there a lot that they only want to beat three guys, but it always confuses me when they just like pick a random one when there's like smaller ones in there to do. Does that make sense? Like if you're going to spend 50, why don't you just spend 80 and get in the 50 and the 20 and the 10? And, like you're, you're trying to win the tournament no matter what. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I don't understand if there do are, you three... sound confused there now. No, no, no. I was, I was looking at something else. <laughs> I, okay. It's the idea of if there's a five, a 10 and a 50, like just get in all three. Like there's no reason not to get in all three. If you're going to do one, do all three. Well, I can see if we just want to do the five or just, yeah, do the five and the 10. But like, who does the 10 and not the five? It's like, come on, dude. Like, like, come on, just pony up the extra five bucks. Which also, I, I feel like if we're just getting into this part of the podcast now, why do people not do it? And this is a question for you because I actually don't know. Like, is it because they're scared? They don't really know what it is. Well, I mean, that's the point of it? this this episode is to make people right. comfortable and understand what what a last out is and why it's beneficial. I mean, one, it's protected in the sense of you don't have to worry about like 
you know, that there was really 12 guys who bought in and only 10 in the, pro- like, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. It's much, much easier um, at, at smaller type events like this, like CCG and, and hopefully a Paramount. And, you know, I, the, the, the negative parts of being such a, a, a 500 person or a thousand person, $500. I don't know. 998 of the other players in it. I have no idea. It's like you're kind of you don't even ho- know who the guy is who's running. No, you're just yeah. kind of hoping and giving some random stranger five hundred bucks and hope it's cool. Like I understand that logic, and for me, that's a comfort level that I'm not comfortable with. I, in I a agree sense. with that. Yeah, yeah. But like everybody should do the five and the ten dollar last outs and the and the early bird. Like it's great. Like it's free money. It's free money, is what it is. If you play yeah. well in the tournament and you don't even have to get to the five, it, it irks doesn't irk me. I shouldn't say irk, but. I always get this look of shocks on people's faces when I'm like, all right, who's in the you know $20 last out? Like, I'll just be randomly asking because somebody asked me to, to check on them. Be like, all right, you know, who's still in the 20? Show hands. And two guys show. And what do they always do at that point? Final table, the early bird, two guys left in the 20. There were 30-something guys. Yeah, just chop it up. Chop it up. It's 200 bucks each. 150 bucks each. 300 bucks each. You know, whatever it is. Great. Now, those guys are basically getting uh, top-end money and they haven't even played the final table yet. They're they're legit free rolling. Right. And then you still um, get like, okay, who's left in the 10? Now there's four guys left in the 10. And then the two other guys who got in in this scenario are thinking, why the hell did I get in the five too? Like I could have done that as well. And then the two guys that were in the five that already chopped it up, you know, they're like, chop it four ways? They're like, yeah, shit, chop it four ways. It's like an extra 80 bucks each. So like everybody starts doing this because it's like you, you're hedging your bets. At that point, like when you get to the final right, table, you made it far enough. You're fine with that little extra. I want to get something. It's like right before the bubble of the real money bubble tournament. Um, like it's great. Like there's no reason not to do it. A hundred percent. I endorse. Especially doing it, yeah, me too. And especially in the early bird. Like, yeah, I you don't be scared. Like it's five, ten extra dollars. Like my thing is you drove to the. You drove to the place to think that you're going to win a twenty dollar tournament, right? Like, be confident in yourself and pony up that extra fifteen bucks, right? And even if you bust three times, or or you know, and people again, don't, we never this, we never talked about this. You and I don't benefit from this. Like, this is just good poker knowledge. Like, I don't get anything from the last out. Correct. Nobody yeah, gets it either. The only people who get anything from the last out are the, the players who are the in out. the last out. Right. Like, it's great. And also, you know, if you say, eh, like I come with three bullets in the early bird and, um, you know, I don't want to rebuy into the, cause it's the last out. I don't want to rebuy into all the last outs three times. Well then just say, okay, I'm going to do the last outs if I get to my third bullet then, cause this is my last bullet, you know, like you can do that, not enter them sure. and then rebuy and then not enter them and then rebuy. And okay, now I want in them. I mean, you run the risk of running up your first stack, which you hope right. to do, and then you're not in them, but like you can do it that way. Like. You know, say, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to get in them now. This is my last bullet. I want to get into the last outs. Like it's only only good things can happen with the last outs. I mean, nothing is worse than shipping a tournament and thinking about all the lost money that you could have gotten in for that extra thirty five bucks at the beginning yeah. of the tournament, yeah. or that extra eighty bucks if you get in the fifty, the twenty, and the ten, and the hundred dollar deep stack. Yep. And it's almost a double up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. I mean, there's a lot of advantages, a lot of pros to the to the um, to the last out sector of the tournaments, and I think so. Don't well, be I'll, turned off by it. I'll don't tell my last out story, and I was a little yeah, I can't ahead. I can't even believe I did this. The first time the WSOP played at the Horseshoe in Hammond, they did a twenty five hundred dollar PLO event. 
2,500 straight. Uh, yep. I, I, I assume it was a re-entry, but it might have been a freeze-out. I'm not 100% sure. But at 2,500, I was not planning on buying in this thing twice. If I bricked... It was a freeze-out for you no matter what. It, yeah, it didn't matter what the structure was. <laughs> I was not buying into this tournament twice. Like, I... This was all my eggs in one basket. I wasn't playing anything else. This was like my one shot. You're that like, was I'm it. I'm going to drive there for this tournament. Play Eminem. I listened to Eminem on the way. Like I had mom's spaghetti on my sweatshirt getting there. Like I was ready to rock and roll on this tournament. And I played fire. I played great. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Um, I believe there was about 40 players in it. So it wasn't a huge tournament. Um, they've never mm-hmm. done it since. Um, that's still a hundred thousand dollar price pool. Yeah, I mean it. And again, it's like one of those things. You're putting in extra money. Twenty five hundred is a huge end of what I'm comfortable playing at. That's probably yeah. outside that realm, but whatever. I wanted to give it a shot. It was great. And then, of course, some we're we're all sitting down. The tournament's starting. It's like the only PLO tournament I've ever played in where people were there for the first level because it was a twenty five hundred dollar buy in. Like it just. Everybody was there at the start. Like there you was want a, to play, you want to play the start. You want to play the whole yeah. thing, right? Because it was big enough buy-in where even like the super G gens were there early and not coming super late. Five so, second side story, guys. Always play at the beginning of the tournaments. Yes. Why? Because the fish and the worst players in the tournament have the most chips that they're ever going to have. Yep. When the tournament starts, you get there an hour late. Six of those fish already dumped off to the pros. Yep. And Hopefully they rebought, but maybe they're not. They're on they're on the highway home. Yep. Well, you are entering the tournament, and now the pro has double the chips of you, and it's like good luck. Right. And and eighty percent of the fish are never going to have more than starting stack ever in a tournament. Right. So get that get that action early. Early bird gets the worm. It's kind of true. It's a so, huge. It's a huge. It's a huge tip, yeah. and it's something I feel like poker players. You know, have, you should do, but you don't do. Yeah, most I poker players just thing. come super late. They're like, when's late registration? They didn't even ask the start of the tournament. What times deep stack start six thirty. When's late reg? 8:30. Cool. I'll see you at 8:15. Yep. Like why why? I I don't I like playing the early levels. You could play I differently. Mean, you could people, do different some, stuff. Some I don't feel bad when I have timing, to pee. But yeah. What what is it? Some people like value their time. I don't, I don't value my time. I don't my value my time at all. Ne- yeah, it's worth negative money to me. Right. What's but, the difference? Uh, You're paying for a yeah. tournament. Get some of those free free hands in there and see what people yep. are doing. So anyways, right, back, back to back to 2009, 10? 2009, yeah, probably. Oof. It was a long time ago. Simple days. 2,500, we sit down, everybody's playing. Uh, you know, it's me and a lot of European guys because it's PLO. This is kind of pre-PLO boom. Where, like now I feel like a lot more people play Potlum at Omaha, whereas before it was like a, a, a definitely a different game, right? Like yeah, it's, it's more of like a D-Gen action game. Yeah, and it was like... Kind of like what short deck is now. Correct, yeah. The, the game's always kind of shifting on, on what kind of players they're encompassing. Not nearly as regular as it is now. So anyways, playing PLO, and this guy comes around, and they're doing a $1,000 last out. I literally only brought, I think, I had to like, go to the ATM to make sure I had enough for this last out. And the guy's like, dude, you new player, you, you want to play $1,000 last out? And I was like, well, and I knew what a last out was, but I was not prepared to do this. And um, he was like, yes, there's like a... a f- 15, 20 guys in, in list out. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I just give $1,000 to this random European Russian guy, which in all every movie I've ever watched, it never ends well when 
good guy American gives a random Russian guy in the 80s anything, like, you're <laughs> screwed. Yeah. If Rocky Four has taught me anything until the end of the movie, and then I realized, I was like, ooh, well, this, you ain't this seems, that money back, no this seems what. shady. And then I was like, wait, the end of Rocky Four, they were buddies, and it was fine, uh-huh. and the uh-huh. world was better. So I'm going to go with Rocky Four end of the movie and be like, yes, here you go, sir. Here's my $1,000. Please don't just steal it and run away. And that was it. I didn't see him again. I never saw him again. And then we get down to the final table, and um, which I got to. And being that there was only like 40-something players, I think they paid out like top three or four. Three? I think they only paid out the top three, which is gross. Okay. And anyways, we're down to five players. So it's like right before the bubble, and people are starting to talk about it. And obviously all five of us are in the last out, which I think was like 20 players deep. So, I mean, it's 20 grand. And I think the five-way chop at that point was like 15,000, including the last out. Like, it was crazy. And and I ended up bubbling and getting nothing because one guy was like, no, I don't want to do it. And then I busted to him, and then they chopped it four ways. That sucks. Yeah. But... I mean, it. Hey, if I can trust some random stranger to give a thousand dollars to, like, eh, do it. I mean, because that would have been huge. Because that money alone, um, like, doubled. I mean, it made it worth so much more at that. It point. It was like worth first first place money was the same as the last outs, but you only had to pay a thousand extra. Correct. To double up your first place. Money. Yeah, I want to say first place in that tournament was like. Twenty-seven or twenty-nine thousand. Yeah, I was about to say probably 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 makes sense if they're paying out four spots. It's probably and and yeah, it had to been like thirty k somewhere in there. And uh, don't don't check my math here, but yeah, um, definitely more than that. But we'll go with that. Yeah, but I mean there was twenty k in the last out. So I mean, like if you got down to two guys, I mean you're getting an extra fifteen. That's it's more than. I mean, it's like second place money, third place money, second place crazy getting added, and all you have to do is beat fifteen guys and pay a thousand, correct, as opposed to paying twenty five hundred and getting second out of forty, correct. And last outs are not controlled by the casino, so if we decided to chop the last outs, like that would have been fine too. Like you know, right? It, and it, now you're talking. I mean, you're talking. You know, you don't have to go through the casino and you know taxes and that kind of stuff and right. all. You know. You know, you're just you're just divvying that money up amongst yourselves, and I mean, great. you can pay taxes on it if you want. But you know, ripping it to. down on the blackjack table. Yep. That's my that's my one pro. Um, you know, last out. I always get in the last outs now. Like it's great. Yep, I think it's I think it's it's great value. It's fun, and I mean, like I, I think people get a little scared as that they don't want to play the tournament inside the tournament. But like ninety percent of the time, you're just playing to win the real tournament. There's some situations that arise where you know you're in a 500 last out there's only four dudes two of them are out the other guy's short stack you have a real stack well now maybe you don't want to you're going to play a little tighter than you want to to maybe see if that guy's going to bust or double so that up. is sure but that's that's small little sections of again, this huge you're tournament. probably down to the last two tables anyways and in all honesty if you get aces and the guy goes all in front of you you're really going to look over the other guy's stack and see what it is no, no. you're still playing your turn still you're still playing you i don't think there's any kind of like um, you maybe know, you're gonna fold ace nine offsuit on the button where you would open it if the guy was out, but not or you know once the guy busts and you win that two thousand, you're opening ace nine offsuit on the button. Right. But because he's short, you're just gonna muck it. Sure, that kind of stuff. But that's like those are borderline plays, anyways. You know what I mean? True. Like you're just gonna take the the safer route on some borderline plays, which is which is 
is not really a bad thing. No, I, I think there is zero reasons. There are no good reasons to not get into the last out, the last longers. It, you should 100% do it. Do at least right. one. I, Play the five dollars. It's five bucks. The big red flag is is you know the person controlling it. If you trust that, if you trust that situation of it, then everything else Rip is it. great. And if you're nervous about it, then you know, hey, maybe you can f- get a guy to vouch for a guy. Like typically, I guarantee in that uh, WSOP, everybody's like six degrees of separation. Like you know this, you know, like if I was playing and and I the only guy I knew was Ben, and he was just like, oh yeah, Billy's cool. Like he he's fine. Give him the five hundred. Like it'll be, it's no big deal. Like whatever. Like it is what it is. And yes, that's probably a much more dangerous level than playing a twenty dollar early bird and putting in a five dollar last out. Not not really a significant risk factor there, right? But thirty of the fifty players in the in the tournament get into it. Like that's a nice little prize pool. Like it's legit, fully endorsed. I one hundred percent agree. The and lo- endorse last outs. The lower the buy-in, um, you should one hundred percent be playing in the last outs because all it is is free unraked prize pool against less players like hey let's do this hey could you you do want to do a rake free bet like, imagine the casino saying this hey let's do a rake free bet with less players in the tournament that um you can do whatever you want with when you get down to like one or two or three players because a lot of people don't always know manoli being one of them that the casino will not facilitate a chop in a tournament. Yes. They will not right. facilitate it. Somebody's taking first place money. Somebody's taking second place money. And somebody's play, taking third place money. If the last three guys go on a dinner break and they go, hey, you're just, we're just going to chop it up, you know, and play for the play for 800 bucks, 1,000 bucks, just chop it up now. I mean, they know it happens, but they're not going to help you do it because I guess right. they, they're still going to fill out a tax form for the guy's right. name that got first and second and third. And you guys, you guys got this guy got paid first money and here's his tax form. Go do whatever you want with it. So this if is how give, if you give third place five thousand. Cool. But that's that's not on us. If right. We gave you your right amount of money. You're right. out of there. Right. Which is weird because, again, that's something you have to trust and kind of see how it goes. I mean, can you imagine playing the uh, the Colossus and chopping it with the last guy and you're talking about a million dollars worth of payouts, but, you know, like, how do you even do that, you know? I ah, it's crazy. But anyways, that's what happens. So the whole point of that is that last outs are significantly better. You don't have to worry about that, and there's no reason that you should be playing this or should not be playing this because it's free. It's fun. It's easy. Make sure you come up to Brandon or myself, um, and ask about a last out. Or if you even don't want to trust us, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So I guess that doesn't matter. But let's say you happen to listen to the podcast on accident and you don't trust Ken and Brandon. <laughs> try talking to another player that gets in all the time. Like the regular players. Talk to Liam. Talk to Liam. Liam. Perfect example. Amy. Perfect example. Uh, Ryan. You know. Um, vape Brian. Yeah, Brian I mean, McBride. I don't know if we're doing last names, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then and Angela, anybody who's there that uh, plays uh, all the time, like, just ask another player, like, hey, wh- wh- what's the deal with that? And they're going to be like, yeah, it's great. 100% to it. Like, there's no reason not to do it. That's it. That's all I got on last outs. My last I out. Got one. out. I, got a, I got a last out pet peeve, and I don't want this to deter people away from okay. the last outs, but right. um, as the last out coordinator... Walking over to the first table offering last outs or, you know, the guy registering who's the ninth person in the tournament to register, asking how many people are in the last outs before you enter, probably not the best thing to do. Like, there's nothing worse than going over to the first table. Hey, anybody interested in the $10, $20 last out? And the guy's like, well, how many are in it? I'm like, 
Well, nobody right now, because right. I'm just asking you guys, like, would you like to be in it? Like, it's kind of one of those things where you I understand. Do it or don't. Or a thousand. You're, you're in it or you're not. Like, there's going to be however many people are in it, however many, you know, whether you're in it or not. There's going to be 19 guys or 18 guys. Like, I don't know how many people are going to get in it. There's two hours of late, Reg. I have to ask five more tables. It depends on if some of the DGens show up tonight or not. You know, it, a lot of it varies. So, like, you either want to be in it or you don't. Don't, don't, you know, obviously asking how many people are in it when you're in it and like staying on top of it and like kind of monitoring the situation, 100% legit. That's part of the organizer's job to inform you guys, make sure everything's up to date, you know, yada, yada, yada. Transparency. But don't, 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 don't ask when you're the first table how many people are in it. Well, there's one guy in it, but I got to ask 50 more people. So, and then he's like, all right, skip me for now. And then I go around on like last call and he's like, how many people are in it now? I'm like, 41. He's like, okay, I'll get in it. It's like, well, yeah, there's going to be 41 regardless. So just a little pro tip from Brandon. But besides that, it's pretty easy. It is. And the early bird, I mean, honestly, every early bird player, if you're listening, get in that five and 10. It's a 15 plus five. You turn that into a 30 plus five by just giving 15 extra unrate dollars. I mean, it's value time USA. Value time USA, Mayor Brandon. Yep. Alderman Ken. I don't know. It's just city city councilman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're going on. I don't on. even I'll know what are left. Cut it. Like, can we just like mute this last minute mm-hmm. and just cut it? Thanks for yeah. listening. Make sure you check us out in Chicago at CCG or at uh, Paramount Social Club in Houston. Brandon and I are still planning a trip down to Houston sometime soon. We promise and to give you guys some Vegas great... in October. Oh, yeah. October. We're hoping for some WWWSOPPs. Also, great. I think little low key, we're gonna run one of those flip and goes at CCG at some point. Oh, the flip and goes great. Flip and goes. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna run one of those. We we talked about that in our WSP schedule mm-hmm. episode. I don't know. I'm just guessing 48 somewhere along there. Uh, it's a pretty good guess. 49. Yeah. Oof. 49. Pretty good. Sweet. Well, thanks for me. listening. Check us out on the uh, what are we on social media? Uh, Twitter. At the Overlay Pod, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, check us out at one of the two events in Chicago or at Paramount. Other than that, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening, Brandon. Lead Farewell. Us out. Getting those last outs, guys. Yeah, last outs are legit. Get in there. Bye, everybody.